Hi, friends. This is so cool. I like speaking to all of y'all. Okay, so for those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Erica. And, hi. Um, I'm 18 years old, and I play beach volleyball. So there's a picture of that somewhere. But I play beach volleyball, and I just graduated from Johns Creek High School. Um, go Glads. Go Glads. Um, I'm super outdoorsy. So, okay, have any of y'all heard of the show Ultimate Survivor Alaska? Thank you. Okay, praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord right now. Um, so I love that show. I'm going to go on it and win it someday. So y'all just wait. Just wait. I've actually I've met the Navy SEAL that's on that show. We're close. We have, yeah, we're, we're close. So I have a beautiful family. I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, my older brother, Drew, and my older sister, Elise, and we're on a boat um, out in Key West. So that was really fun. And my beautiful parents. And I grew up here in this building. I went to school here first through eighth grade. Um, as this is also primitive church, it's perimeter school. And I went to Johns Creek High School, and I just graduated from there. I will be attending Mercer University Go Bears in the fall in Macon, Georgia, middle of nowhere, but I'm really excited about it. Um, And I will be playing beach volleyball for the Bears as well. But I also embrace my southern roots. I love sweet tea. I say the word y'all every day. Thank you. I love my chacos. I love my cowgirl boots. And that's the way I've grown up. That's the way I live. But going through middle school and going into high school, I really struggled with, and I'm sure y'all can relate to this, your friend group, it changing, and you gaining friends and losing friends, and really, I struggled with not knowing who I could trust, and not knowing who I could be real with, and that's what I'm going to talk to y'all today about. I'm going to talk to you guys about finding your community and finding that person you can be real with, but first, let's define what it means to have someone you can, quote, be real with. Be real with, to me, means someone that you can bring your temptations to and your deepest fears and worries. Somebody who's not going to go tell Susie Q or John Smith in your friend group or really even tell your parents. Somebody you can come to and say, hey, I tried drugs last night. Or, hey, I'm really tempted to go this far with my girlfriend or boyfriend. Or, hey, I was at a party last night. Everyone was drinking, so I did too. And I know that was wrong. Somebody who, no matter what, you're open and you're raw with. So before I get into my story, let's go to the scriptures. Um, today we're going to be learning from Romans 12, 9 through 13. So if you have your Bibles or phones these days, um, you can turn to that. And Romans 12, 9 through 13 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. We're going to dissect that in a little bit. So first, let me tell you my story. Like I said, I grew up here in perimeter school. I went here first through eighth grade. And for, for those of you who know, um, what happens when you have a really, really tiny grade, like really small? You know everything about everybody, whether you wanted to or not. Not a bad thing. Could be not a good thing. Could be. Um, Also, drama, like, travels super fast. Everyone's all clicky, and it's, like, all awkward because that's what middle school is. But that's okay. We all made it through. Um, But then going into, I then left Perimeter, and I was really excited to go to Johns Creek High School because I'm a really outgoing person. For those of you who know me, I don't mind talking to strangers. I'm making a fool of myself. do it daily. Super fun. We'll have good times. want to meet all of y'all. It'll be fun. 
But I was really excited to go to a big high school with a big grade of 500 and meet so many new people. And I was, gonna, I was just so excited. I was like, I'm going to have all these friends. I'm going to have so many new people from different walks of life. And it's going to be so much fun. But I had the wrong mindset. I had the mindset of, I'm going to know so many people, and so many people are going to know me. How many people can know who I, Erica Hettenbach, am? How many people can know my name, can follow me on Instagram, can text me, can tweet me, can, you know, be on the JCNN news? That's our, like, little news thing we have at Johns Creek. Go Glads. Um, So that was the wrong mindset. I went in there completely about myself. So as I'm going through Johns Creek High School the first couple years, I'm realizing I have no friends. I have nobody. And I got in the car one day, and my mom picked me up before I had a car to drive to school, and I I started crying in her car. And for those of you who don't know me, I don't cry. I'm not a sentimental person. I put up a front, and I try to be strong, and I just let it go. And I said, I have absolutely no friends. And the thing was, is I had friends at school, but that's where they stayed. They were just classmates. They were people who we talked to, and we had a great time and a lot of fun in class, but that's where they stayed. They stayed in class. And I didn't hang out at their houses. They didn't hang out at mine. We didn't do anything outside of school. And part of that was we had different morals and different standings, different beliefs. They did things outside of school I wasn't comfortable with and things I saw as wrong. So we had a nice time in class, and we would study and do our study guides and, you know, homework together and things like that. But they stayed just classmates. I lost friends. I lost touch with people. I invested in friendships that the other shoe dropped, and it started to really hurt. I, after graduating perimeter, I really only had two friends in my grade. Two friends, we, we all three went to different high schools, and we just naturally stayed in touch. It was totally a God thing. We were on, you know, opposite ends of Atlanta, and we naturally would just text and talk and check in with each other, but I didn't see these people as my community yet. I just saw them as, oh, yeah, like, we're still friends. That's great. I didn't see them as the people I could be real with yet. I also wanted to play volleyball in college. And to do that, volleyball is a sport that you have to play club if you want to be recruited. A lot of athletes would know that if your sports don't get recruited through your schools. And so I left Johns Creek to go, or not, didn't leave the school, but I left that volleyball program to go try out for a club that was an hour and a half away from my house, and nobody knew about it. It wasn't the popular club around here to play for. And, and I went out, and I tried out for this team, and I found a family there. And I found a teammate that, to this day, she's like a sister to me. But still, I didn't realize I was in the community and I was around people I could be real and raw with. I still, I didn't trust people. I didn't know who to trust. My friend groups were changing. I was losing friends. I was, I was doing, involved in different things. I didn't know who I could go to. Soon after, during my high school, while I was in high school, my sister graduated from college. She graduated from the University of South Carolina, so go Gamecocks. But I actually can't cheer for them anymore. I'll be playing against them in the spring, and she's not happy about that, but that's okay. So she graduated from college, and we're out to dinner after she graduated, and my dad looked at her and said, Elise, what is one thing you would tell Erica, you know, a piece of advice that you would tell her going through um, going through high school and transitioning from middle school. And she said, this is just like total God thing that she told me this. She looked at me and said, it doesn't matter how many friends you have, but who your friends are. At the time, being stubborn, you know, a teen high schooler that it was, I was like, oh, that's so cute. That is so poetic. Thank you. It's like, that's adorable. Older sister giving advice. That's so sweet. And I didn't, I didn't take that into account. I didn't, I didn't take the advice. I didn't accept it. And her example was, She's in a huge sorority at South Carolina. She loved her sorority, 
And she knew a lot of people there, but she was only really close with a few of them, and that was fine. She was okay with that, and I still wasn't okay with that. I still wanted a bunch of people to know who I was. I think everyone has their moment, and I didn't grasp onto what she was saying until I had my moment, and I think a lot of y'all might be thinking, you know, this is, a, this is a moment where your world falls apart, and it, like we're talking about this week, it collapses, and it stops, and you feel like you have no idea what to do. I think everyone has that moment. Maybe you've already had it, and you have the exact person in your mind who you ran to. Maybe you're thinking, I haven't had my moment yet, but I don't know who I would run to. So let me help you out. My moment was sitting in a hospital room, and I had a doctor come in, and he looked at me and said, you're never going to play sports ever again. You're finished. Unless you can find a sport that doesn't involve your knees, which, like, doesn't exist, um, you're done. Sports is my life. I'm playing beach volleyball in college. I'm majoring in sports business. That didn't sit well with me. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. He wasn't the only doctor that said that. We had four other doctors in the state of Georgia that told me the same thing. They said, you're finished. Here's some stretches, but we can't help you. And what had happened was, is between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I acquired tendonitis in my knees. A lot of you might even have that. Um, it's very popular. It's a popular thing with athletes, too. And I acquired it in my knees so bad that the meniscus and the patellar tendon in my knees should have torn. And when it does, they can fix it with surgery. But it didn't, ter- didn't tear. And that's why they didn't know what to do. Because they would, all, they would always come back out and say, after the x-rays and everything, and say, if it was torn, I, I could help you. But it's not, and I don't know why it's not torn. So I don't know what to do with you. Again, they'd give me some stretches, try this at home, take some ice baths, have a good day. And that was it. That was all that happened. A physical therapist said the same thing. He said, I might have you in physical condition, in 15 months. I wasn't okay with that. I had nationals in two weeks, and I was thinking, just get me back to practice. So that was my moment, and after a long, long year, actually over a year, about 14 months of rehab, I was in full-length leg braces. You know the ACL leg braces? It was like that, but it had multiple, it had more contraptions going across, and I was, I couldn't bend my legs. I was almost immobile for a year, and I was kind of walking around like bionic woman. That's like what my name was at school by then. Um, I did get away with wearing track shorts to school, which was like highlight of my day. And oh, and riding the elevator made friends that way. Everyone wants to ride the elevator with you, so everyone's like, "Oh, I'll carry your books and ride the elevator." Super fun. So, but I couldn't bend my legs. I was in a lot of pain for 14 straight months. And, and I couldn't bend, I was walking around in these giant, giant leg braces, and I had no idea what to do until I found my trainer. Um, he was the one that took one look at me and said, I can fix this. And that was all the hope I needed, and he did. And he healed my knees, and he got me into beach volleyball, and now I'm signed to play the NCAA Division I sport in college. And I would have never expected this to happen. But that moment, guys, when I was sitting in the hospital room and and I had multiple doctors come in and say, we can't help you, you're done. Here's your plan, here's your future. It's still something that I have to do every day. I have to wake up and be like, God, take my life. And actually, um, Monday night, oh, okay, we were eating at the food trucks and um, I was sitting by a gutter and my phone slid into the gutter and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? It's the first day of Gold Rush, and I don't have a phone now because it's in the gutter. And I was like, I just kind of stood back, and I was like, hold on. I am talking about surrender. This is probably a test. And so 
I was like, okay, God, you want my phone? You can have my phone. That's what you want? I do like my phone a lot, but if you want it, you can have it. And then Amelia Hood climbed in a gutter and got it out, and it was perfect. So, <laughs> that was a really cheesy example of surrender, but it worked. Um, but maybe for you, you're still like, I don't know, like I feel like I'm ready to surrender, but how do I do that? And sometimes it really does take a physical way to do things. And, you know, I, I'm not going to baptize anybody or anything like that. But um, I am going to try something. And I think you guys will enjoy it. And before I tell you what to do, I'm going to tell you instructions because this didn't work yesterday. But there are sticky notes on the side. Don't get them yet. Um, and you're going to pass them down the row. And Erica, don't be Erica. Give it up for Erica, guys. Who's um, going to pass out pins if you don't have one. And what I want you to do is on one side, I want you to write all the stuff that you want to surrender to God. Maybe it's on the boxes. Maybe it wasn't on the boxes. It's totally up to you. And on the other side, if you don't feel comfortable writing your name, you can write your initials. But write something that will just represent you. You can draw a stick figure. I don't care. Um, and then there's a lovely cross that my father built for me um, that you are going to go. And I'm going to play an awesome song that goes to this. And it's Bethel. And I love Bethel. So <laughs> just listen to this song. Um, but... Uh, when you're ready, just pray about it. Really think about what you're writing on the sticky note. And then I want you to have boldness to go up to the cross and place it on the cross. And Jay Hyde did an amazing job with this yesterday. So you guys can do better. Um, so I really encourage you guys to just take this time. Don't care about what anybody else is doing. You know, write the sticky notes. You guys can start to pass the sticky notes down. They're on the sides of the aisles, this aisle and this aisle. And, um, just pray about what you're going to write and listen to the words of this song because I think you will see it come together. So go. There are still a few people going to the cross. That's fine. But, um, yeah. As you do this, I'm going to pray. Please bow your heads to me. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this awesome time we had to just give it all to you, God. I pray that you moved in hearts today. Uh, I thank you for just giving me the words that you wanted me to share, God. I pray that they would go out and share the same thing. And I thank you for all those sticky notes on the cross that you would really just move in the hearts that surrendered and that you would mind them that it's an every single day thing. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Oh, and that we have safe time in Jaden Busters. In Jesus' name, amen.